Okay. This is all very exciting. Okay. <laughs> we should start. Did you find your references? Yes, yes, yes. I have a hard stop, too, by the way. Sort of. 11.30. I'm okay. shooting for. I'm having a party. Not a party. A luncheon. <laughs> a luncheon. It's a spirit. Seven to seven. In person. Would you come on in? We're about to begin. We are here. With Tyler Larry. <laughs> I don't know if we should have given her that information. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, Hi. Sauce Nation. How is everyone doing today? Uh, Sauce Street is great. We got a different color on Sauce Street. We on got the house. a different color. Maya said, I have a surprise for you <laughs> yesterday. And then. Maya, I literally was like, I wonder if my surprise is in the trailer. <laughs> because, okay, so I pull up to Maya's house. First of all, it's just something different about it. I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was something strange. And then I see this trailer with uh-huh. cones around it. And I'm like, Maya said I have a surprise. Maybe there's something in this trailer that's my surprise. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should have said, I, instead of a surprise for you, something that might surprise you. So then I come up to the house and Maya says, what did you say to me? Notice anything you different? Go, you go, what's with the trailer? <laughs> oh, yeah. I go, what's with the trailer? Like, open that bitch up. Show me my surprise. <laughs> Is there a pony in there for me to ride? Like, what's here, Maya? What's I my surprise? This. I love this. And then Maya goes, what? And then she comes out. I said, didn't you notice the house? So Maya has a new house paint color on it's a, The house is a completely different color. <laughs> it's a very completely different color. Yes. And it looks great. Thank and you. And the trailer is for that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mystery solved. No re- red string needed. Oh, my God. Yes. So yes, you yes. told me this week I didn't have to do any preparation because you yes. were chocked filled with stuff. I am. So we're going to have... We're going to have a pretty uh, music-heavy episode today. We're going to do some deep dives. I'm interested to, okay. to have some deep dive experiences We didn't with talk you. about New York, though, at all. Oh, we didn't talk about New York at all. Why don't you tell us about New York first? Okay, so I went to New York. Yes. Maya, why did you go to New York? It was a last-minute decision because I have uh, a friend who wrote the music for Sarah Silverman's musical, The Bedwetter which he it's such an awful story so march this musical was originally supposed to open the last week in march 2020 yes as you know everything goes to shit march 2020 yes broadway shuts down people are starting to get sick in new york march 13 was when we all from here worked started working from home just as a reference point and my friend who wrote the music for this musical died of covid Mm -hmm. april 1st 2020 Mm -hmm. which is he was he was born on halloween and died on april fool's day it's just like this blows my mind anyway so i thought this thing was dead i thought this musical it was like because so many shows that were gonna happen gone gone yes like the they've that money's gone whatever yep so this when i saw they were doing it i was like oh my gosh it's, it's happening. happening um 
two years later. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about going, thinking about going, and I haven't been to New York for a long time, and things are still kind of weird. I don't yeah, know. COVID New York, post-COVID. Is yeah. yeah. And uh, Tyler had a lot of gigs on weekends, and I was trying to figure out, also my friend who lives there mm-hmm. was traveling, and I wanted her to be able to, because she also did know Adam, and she... So it would be nice to have someone there mm-hmm. and be there together at this show. Um, and I I also do really love Sarah Silverman. I think she's fucking hilarious. She's awesome. She's amazing. Um, she's in the show? It's about her, but she's oh, it's about 10-year-old cool. her. So it's based on her memoir, The Bedwetter. Oh, I love it. Okay. So it's like a year of her life, her 10, 10th year. Okay. And you can imagine what she was like as a 10-year-old. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So okay. I... Look, 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 look. Because you have to line up like flights, tickets, yep. blah. And it's a small theater off Broadway. It's uh, the Atlantic Theater Company. And I think it was started by William H. Macy hmm. and another famous actor that I can't remember right now. It's one of those small mm-hmm. theater companies that they're like celebrities started. And, sure. Um, and it's in the Linda Gross Theater. So it's a, it used to be a church. I'm guessing it looks very churchy. Hmm. Um, beautiful. Adorable cute neighborhood so at the last minute i'm like it's closing the show is closing this weekend i just bought tickets yep i booked my plane because tyler's like maybe you should just go without me like you can't right try to plan this around me so i'm like i'm going to new york alone to see my sad dead friends musical oh jeez, i know it was a lot of emotions sad dead friend yeah let's see um you're sad i'm sad he's not sad no he's dead he's dead yeah um he's it, with murph Oh, it's very sad. Uh, but also to see his last work because I, mm-hmm. I just I felt like I would regret it. Yeah, because I used to go see his music all the time, and it was always so. It said it was one, you know, one of my favorite things to do. And uh, so I go. The show's on Saturday night. I get there on Thursday. I decide to stay in a hotel mm. in the financial district. Okay, near the nine eleven memorial. Mm. Immediately got a slice of Joe's pizza. Delicious. Um, I love the 9-11 memorial. I flew into LaGuardia, so I had to take mm. an Uber. It was, it was a nightmare. Mm. I know. I, I, I always say Rough never times. never again. I know. And then I fly into LaGuardia. Well, you just do whatever works. Luckily, I was flying out of JFK, and I was like, that was a smart choice. Anyway, then the next day, I planned my day, because I was like, these are all the things I want to do. And I was like, I want to get a new kind of cannoli. Not from Little Italy. I went. To, I googled best cannoli in New York. Patisserie Rocco was at the top of the list. Okay. I said it's a train ride that's short, but I could do a thirty-minute walk, and then it gets me closer to something else that I want to be at. So I did the thirty-minute walk to earn the cannoli, and I got the, this cannoli was very good. First of all, good shell, unfilled. They fill it in front of you. Hold on. Sorry, we have technical difficulty music. Hello? Uh, I hate hosting. <laughs> okay, back to the musical. Okay, so I walked from the cannoli to the High Line. Yes. I did a lot of walking. I walked the High Line. Okay. I bought a bad empanada. Okay. I started eating it. Uh-oh. The texture of the beef was somewhere between... A paste and stringiness. I threw it away immediately. You're good at stopping eating things. I learned that the hard way. I know, a few but times. you always do this, and I need to. 
you're, you have this sense of like you take a few bites and you're like, oh, this is bad. This is something. And then you throw it away. Like it's so smart. And it wasn't cheap. I think it was like a six dollar empanada. Not big. <laughs> it's a really yeah. good skill that you have, Maya. I need to start doing that. Just think of me when you say something bad. Just throw it away. You know when it's bad. You know when it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> I need to figure that out. Then okay. I took a train to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, oh. otherwise known as the Met. They had a fashion exhibition, Amy. Oh, my God. Your pictures. Yeah. So I we love that place. It was amazing. This fashion. First of all, I'd like to say there were parts of this fashion exhibition. It was like American fashion something. And it was about sort of like how French people sort of invented fashion. Okay. And then the rise of the American designer. Mm -hmm. And they tried to tie it in. I liked a lot of parts of this. I think they tried to do too many things. Like they had George Washington's coat. They tried to tie it in with like the birth of America and like furniture and historical figures. And then also race and like Mm. race and fashion and like... um. There was, and I liked all of these parts, but it was like a lot to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. But the one part that I loved, and I sh- that was my story or my reel or whatever it was, it was this huge round room mm-hmm. that it was basically like a depiction of the Battle of Versailles, which is it was so cool. French and American designers in the seventies. <clears throat> so like all of just think of like Halston and all of those people yeah, from the 70s. Yeah, and it looked like they were in motion and like it was so cool. These mirrored mannequins in a mirrored room with this amazing disco music playing. And yeah, over the cool. disco music, they have like fencing foil, like mm. sword noises, mm-hmm. like clink, 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 clink. And then the mannequins are like positioned all over the place. Just, just like you said, looking in motion in these d- gowns. Yeah. Fighting each other. The coolest. So cool. Like amazing. Like, I've been in that room and the last time I was there, there was, it was cool in there too, but not like this. This is, that was really cool. Oh, could, it was How long were you in there? I could have been. Like, did I like sit in there? you wanted to stay in there for a while. I mean, I was probably in there for <sighs> only five minutes, but I just sat there. I yeah. just like looked at it and you could walk around because yes. it's in the round and yes. it was so, and I looked at all the dresses and it was just the display and. Ugh the coolest place so cool so i did that and then and i timed it with the rain because i was like i want to be in the museum when it's raining i'm good at this delightful (laughs) then when it stopped raining i left and then i went to get something for dinner and i can't remember what i got but i like i love to have like a market by me and get some like cheese and meat and bread Mm -hmm. or crackers or whatever one time when i stayed in i think it was chicago maybe it was new york it just so happened I didn't even know this, but like around the corner was one of those like Italian delis. Oh my god! I know, and so it's like, uh. it's like of course they sell things, but they also sell like food to eat. Then they had like two little spots, but like it was the absolute most perfect place you would want by where you're staying. Oh, I want that because you could just go in, grab some stuff. I love oh, it. love it. Yeah, it's the, the, that's the thing. I could never live there because it's too, like, intense for me. But the things like that, like, I want that here. I know. I know I'll never have I it. I know. You have the shoppy. <laughs> Bella's, Bella's coffee, coffee shoppy. Um, <laughs> so then Friday, I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge, mm, went love. to Dumbo, um, which I forgot what that stands for. It's, like, under the Brooklyn Bridge or something. And then 
went to the Brooklyn flea market. Ooh, what was that like? It's fun. It's expensive, but okay. you know, like really cool stuff. Sure. I almost bought something, and then I was like, mm, I don't want to try this on. Uh, yeah, There's like yeah, you yeah. know, like a tent or a little yeah curtain area. Like, I'm not feeling this. Not feeling that. No. So then Saturday, um, my friend and I met each other because uh, she she had some stuff to do. And so we were going to meet for a drink before and then both our trains were delayed. And she's like, all right, new plan. Let's meet at the theater. So I hadn't seen her for a very long time. I mean, she had come here actually because she had a project in Minneapolis and so I saw her a few months ago, but for years I hadn't seen her because mm-hmm. she lives in New York. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole like getting back to it's never going to be the way it was. No. So I see her and like I hug, we hug. I'm like, here we go into this musical. As I did, we like earlier in the week I had checked in, there still wasn't someone sitting next to us. So I was like, that's kind of nice. And then we get in there and there's a very enthusiastic woman sitting next to me. And enthusiastic in a way where the musical started. First of all, I was like, I, I'm I'm having some weird emotions here. She's like, I can tell. And I'm like, we'll see how this goes. And she's like, okay. So we go in. And this woman next to me is so into this musical. Like when people, when they're saying lines, she's like nodding. Wow. In agreement. Okay. And like leaning forward in her seat. And her laugh. Like at first it started, was super annoying to me because I'm like, good god woman you're really into this and then i was like i'm kind of enjoying how much you're like i'm happy for you that good maya yeah that's a lot for you (laughs) (laughs) i know i really wanted to hate this lady but i was like god she's really loving this she won you over maya so this musical is hilarious like one of one of the songs the chorus is yes i fucked all your mothers Like, it's really funny. Yeah. So and that's... also very sad because she was a bedwetter. And so she at the age of 10 and she her parents had divorced and her mother mm-hmm. has depression. And it also is about Sarah having depression as a child, but also very funny. Like her dad's crazy Donnie and Miss New Hampshire figures prominently in this story. And the teacher, her teachers, just the songs are really amazing. And it was very like. You know how when you go to a musical or theater and you're like, okay, that this is funny for a play. Yes. This was just funny, period. Funny, period. Like, it was really, it was funny and not just funny for a musical. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. And I, it was a great show. Well, and that it's funny helps you because you were dealing with some heavy emotions. So at least it's funny. Yeah. At least it wasn't about a guy. (laughs) That grew up, yeah. that ended up being a great musician and then passed away of COVID. No, but like, I did, I had a dream the night before that my other friend, who's our mutual friend in the dream said, I don't, Maya, I don't think you're going to get out of tonight what you want to get out of tonight. Oh. And I woke up and I was like, what does that mean? What do I want to get out of this? And then I was like, I kind of just want to see, I just want to like hear his voice again. Sure. Like his musical voice. Yes. Which I did. Okay, so you did get out of it what you wanted. Yes. Good. So. I'm glad you made it. That would have been something that you would have likely regretted. And I, it was great, but the, at one point. If you didn't go. I, yes. I, 
Lexi and I were watching. I don't know what it was about this song or if it was like a doo-wah or a la-la or like just the words that were used. And then I just started sobbing uncontrollably. And then she was crying and she's holding my hand. And you know how much I hate physical contact. Uh, but I was like, right, is- I'm cringing on this. <laughs> I'm imagining. Like, for and I was you. like, I got to. I gotta, I gotta cut this off, or it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to leave, and so I just like smushed it down. Oh, good, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of you. It was rough. That part was rough. That was good for you, Maya. Yeah. You needed that. It was good. So good. I'm yeah. glad you went. And then we just had a late dinner after that, like a ten o'clock dinner. Nice. Uh, pasties. Had some ravioli. It was a perfect trip. I left super early in the morning. Oof. But then I got home and I That's was just like. That's nice when you get home. Yeah. It's not great when you're getting up for the airport. But no, I got everything out of this. Good. I'm glad you went. That sounds like a great trip. Yeah. It had a purpose. It mm-hmm. was, the purpose was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And you didn't miss the show. No. Because you would have regretted that. I think I would have. And it doesn't sound like a show that's, po- I mean, it might get picked up or it might, but we don't know. That's unknown. Yeah. So like. You might have missed it, period. If the soundtrack comes up, I think you would really like, I think you would really like these songs. They're very funny. Okay. (laughs) I'll forward it to you. Okay. Like one of the lines is, the customer is always right under my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is right up my alley. Sounds like Triumph would write it. So back, let's get back. I I derailed us with New York. No, you didn't. I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you had a good time. I've heard a lot of bad things about New York City, so it's nice to hear. I rode the train. I will say it's very... I mean, I've heard it's like since COVID, it's kind of wrecked. And like people are like, the city's never going to be the same, blah, 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 blah. And maybe that's true. But like also we don't live there. So like I think we could go there and not necessarily notice. It was weird. And so they still have the rule in effect, like in the airport, you are required to wear a mask. Really? Yeah. And on all transit. So on the train too. Oh, Guess what? That was observed about, I'm going to say, 15 to 20% okay, of the time. I was going to say, wow, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, that's interesting. People are over it. We're all over it. I know. Like, um, you get on the train and I was like, I'm very confused of what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. I just have one news item I wanted to touch on that we never discussed. Okay. And then we have to dive into this interesting topic that I'm interested to get your take on. Okay. Did you remember or notice that Minnesota accidentally legalized marijuana edibles? Yes, I did. Okay. Now, I don't understand why they keep saying accidentally. Because there were some Republicans that didn't read it. Yeah. Didn't understand, supposedly. What did they think it was? They didn't understand. They didn't. They just didn't really understand what it was. So then they tried to like file a motion to have it like reviewed again and whoever was was like no we're not doing that so anyways like look at us up here just minding our own business (laughs) and then accidentally legalizing edibles i know so i think it's great i think it's great too but i think i heard it's like can't take the form of candy or colorful things attractive to children and i was like well what form is it gonna take they're going to have gummies. They're going to have food, drinks. It has to be. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the I drinks are already just, out. Yeah. I think they just can't market to. I don't know. But 
One thing that I, and I haven't really read this fully, but one thing that I saw because it was like accidentally and they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. There's something about the taxation of it that like, you know, in normal, in other states where they've legalized cannabis products, uh-huh. they tax it and then it, that's a part of the whole thing of that's a benefit of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we like got that part right. So like, I don't know if it's being taxed as uh-huh. like, which would have made it like, so it's to me, it's kind of funny because it's like this push forever people wanting to get it legalized. It's just been like a big hard no. Because I did see the guy, the one guy who said he didn't understand. He didn't understand. He goes, okay, motion carried. We didn't just legalize marijuana, did we? Ha ha. And I was like, yeah, I think you did. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very funny. THC from hemp, I think. Was that the confusing part? I think that was the confusing part for him. Okay. (laughs) And like the edibles here in Minnesota will have five milligrams of THC, whereas like in Colorado, they have 10. Yeah. So you just take two. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, when you take a Colorado one, the serving suggestion is you take a half. Well, I was going to say, if you've never taken an edible before, do not take two. No, I'm saying like... Start with the Exactly. Five. And if you take the one, if you take one and that's the five milligrams, that's the suggested dose in Colorado too. Yeah. So anyways, if you more take, reasons to live in Minnesota. If you take 10, you might go to the mothership. It depends on like if your you sensitivity. Yeah. If you're worried about it, don't do it. Just take part. <laughs> take a piece. Just And wait. Now wait. If, if oh, it, <laughs> yes. Wait, 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 everyone. You if it doesn't to, work for like an hour. No, no, no. Just, yes, just Maya, that's good. An hour. Br- put the brakes on. If you, you feel the same in an hour, you could take a little more. Maybe. Maybe, but. but this is like, I this give is it like a long ramp up period and then you're there for a while. Well, you so don't know how your body is going to You don't know how your body is going. It. And if yeah. you're a nervous freak, <laughs> you're going to be in a bad shape. So just stay away. Also, set some time aside in your day. Don't just like. Set some the- time aside in your day. <laughs> don't go to the state fair. Don't. don't take a 10 on don't pop a 10 on the way on the <laughs> shuttle to the state fair and then show up at the fair no that's not gonna work take a little bit just relax at home maybe we should make a pamphlet like a guy like maybe a- put in a frozen pizza yes maybe pick out a show just yeah. see how you do sit in the backyard or do some gardening that's an don't okay- go for a drive don't go for a drive gardening you these can are, clean your house. I'm not saying don't do anything. These are great activities to do. Yes. Just take it easy, everybody, but enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on that because that's really Because uh, they cool. said it was never going to happen. And it accidentally happened, which I do think is awesome. And once again, yeah. we can show how those wacky politicians, you don't read what you wrote. Well, you don't read what you signed. You know, broken clock is right twice a day. There we go, Maya. Love it for that. By Love the way, I said us. that to a young person. They're like, what do you mean? Yeah, because they don't know what a clock is. The clock with hands. Mm-hmm. You had to explain it. And then you felt real old. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to dive into a little thing I would love to discuss with you, Maya. I really want your take on this. So are you familiar with Stranger Things 4? Yes. Okay. We haven't finished it, so no spoilers. I haven't started it yet. Okay. I'm only, I watched season one and I'm skipping to season four. Kate Bush? We're talking about Kate Bush. Okay, so. You know what I've been doing recently walking around the house? 
running up a hill. Maya, okay. So, I just sing it randomly. So I, so to what Maya said, yes, we're going to talk about Kate Bush today. Who is Kate Bush, you ask? Well, Stranger Things 4 has this amazing soundtrack. And per Stranger Things, it is a very nostalgic show mm-hmm. for the 80s and the 90s. Mostly the 80s, though, not the 90s. The 80s for 90s people like us, I guess I should say. So the soundtrack has generated this unbelievable buzz because a couple of the songs, namely this Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill, Mm -hmm. it is the coolest song. I've honestly just been listening to it on repeat. I don't know what it is, but sometimes a song is like just of the moment. It feels otherworldly, but it feels timeless. But it just has like this kind of a spooky vibe. It's just a perfect song. That's hitting, and it's just like... Can I confess something? Yes, go. Historically, yes. and maybe I need to listen to the song again, I've never really liked that song. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with me. Everybody loves this song. I think it might be her vocal style that's like not for me. Sure, but which is fair. Maybe that's I need fine. to listen to it again. That's fine, Maya. It's. I, th- I feel like I've lied to people and said I like that song. I love that song. Okay. But it's okay if you don't like it. So... Essentially, a couple of cool facts are that this song, now I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was for a couple of weeks, like, leading the streaming. Like, it was hitting over a million, blah, 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 blah. And then another fun fact is that, which is very rare in for women in music, especially in the 80s, is that Kate Bush happens to own a lot of her masters. Oh. So Kate Bush, who's been just (laughs) chilling... Is now getting to actually collect from this. And it's just like, you've got to imagine, like, if you're Kate Bush, like, my husband was like, just imagine, she's been telling her kids for years that she was, uh, or her kids have been telling their friends for years, yeah, my mom used to have, you know, a song on the radio. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, wow, she really did. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just the fact that she would hit this moment, yeah. just where everything kind of comes together in this pop culture, like, moment the way that streaming can now do really streaming is what does this and take something to the next level gives it new legs gives it new life she actually gets to benefit from it it's really just it's just a kind of a cool situation yeah enter taika waititi i love him maya i'm glad you said that (laughs) taika waititi says stranger things ruined kate bush Uh oh by popularizing running up that hill so, what I would like to deep dive on is Taika Waititi's hot take okay. here. So, director Taika Waititi said that he wanted to use some of Kate Bush's music in his latest film, Thor, Love and Thunder, yeah. before Netflix's Stranger Things made use of the singer's track, Running Up That Hill, A Deal With God. The track, which Bush originally released in 1985, exploded in popularity following the release of Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. The series, the song actually serves a crucial plot function. So I'm not going to read the rest, but the song isn't just like a song. It actually is like a huge part of the plot Mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kate Bush thanked the series for giving the song a whole new lease on life. Waititi, however, expressed his frustration in an interview when asked if he thought... um, that Thor, Love and Thunder, could bring Guns N' Roses music, which is featured in the film, to mainstream audiences in the same way that Stranger Things did for Kate Bush, YTT responded by asking if the interviewer meant 
quote, how they ruined Kate Bush. <laughs> quote, I love that show, but as someone who feels a real ownership of Kate Bush music, I'm really annoyed. Waititi said, I've become one of those old arseholes who's like, these kids never listen to Kate Bush. They've heard one song on a TV show. They don't know Kate Bush. I know Kate Bush. Um, you know what's so, really funny is that that's an interesting quote because uh, from him because he it seems very unlike him. I don't know. Maybe he was in a bad mood that so, day. So a couple a, of things. Usually a very delightful person. One thing is hilarious to me is like this is a dude. So I I freaking hate this. So the reason why I wanted to talk with you about this today is yeah. because this is like this is a thing that I hate. That's a pet peeve for me personally. Uh huh. I don't like it when people have this attitude. Number mm-hmm. one, no, there's so many facets of it. Number one, if you really love Kate Bush, yeah, you're basically saying that you, you uh-huh. aren't happy with this like success that she's now having. Wait, what was this article in? What was it's the an source? insider? Um, let's see. Now, is it Amy? Let me ask you this: hmm. Is it possible? In any way that he might be misquoted. I don't think so. Because if you were to Google this, there's like several okay. references to it. Um, so Christian, I'll read a little bit more because there's more about it that he wanted to use some of her music, which is like, again, like, OK, wait a second. Like, I'm just like, I'm not loving this. Yeah. Christian Bale, who plays Gore the God Butcher in Love and Thunder, previously told Total Film that he and Waititi had all this sort of Kate Bush stuff that they had worked on for a dance scene, but it didn't make it into the final cut after Waititi, quote, realized he was never going to be allowed. So Waititi elaborated, saying that he wanted to use Kate Bush's song The Woman's Work for a sequence involving Natalie Portman's character. Before Stranger Things, he said, yeah, there were a bunch of Kate Bush songs I wanted to have in there. So it's like, okay, let me get this straight. First of all, you are doing Thor movies and you're like yucking people's yums. Yeah, are but those he, the ultimate like... He directed Jojo Rabbit. Like he, he doesn't just do Thor movies. I know, but it's He's just... He's one of my favorite directors. But you also like, you wanted to have Kate Bush songs in your movies. Yeah. But you're not happy with Stranger Things having it in theirs. And you're saying, you don't know Kate Bush. I know Kate Bush. Yeah. Like, if you care about the artist of Kate Bush, though, wouldn't you be like, number one, if you if you don't have some weird egotistical tie about this, like, like, Maya, tell me about this. What is this? Yeah. What is this viewpoint of I am cooler yeah. I know about XYZ artists, uh-huh. so therefore I am cooler than everyone else. And then once that XYZ artist comes on the radio or whatever and mm-hmm. is a t- in a TV show. Yeah. Now you're like pissed off about this because this is like very common in music. I call it music snobbery and I want to understand it a little bit more. I think this is more akin to like... You know, when you see kids wearing, like, outfit, Like I told you, those two girls that I saw online in New York, mm-hmm. one was wearing, like, low-rise jeans or back. Like, yeah. these outfits were the exact outfits yes. I was wearing. Yes. And it's like, that's cute. I was doing that a long time ago. Like, okay. Stop. I think it's m- so, you were doing that a long time ago. Yes. So, therefore, what? I, I think it's more of a feeling of, like, listen... I was there when it was happening. 
Like, it's cute. Like, this is that you're latching onto this now. Yeah. So it's like, is there like, but then it's almost like, and your comment, I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm not disparaging it. He's saying, he's taking it a step further. And it's almost like, you don't deserve to enjoy this music because well, do you, think you talking, found it in a television show. Do you think he's saying that to the audience or do you think he's saying that to the Duffer brothers? Like, he's I, saying it to the kids because he goes, yeah, the kids liking this song and what? Oh, because you saw it on a TV show. I guess I'm just like confused about this. If music... I felt like growing up in high school, I felt like we had a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is a very younger person thing, too, when you're like, we were around a lot of musicians. And I think it's a musician thing. Yeah. To be like, oh, I'm. Things that are not mainstream are better. Yeah. Things, all things that are mainstream are are terrible. Mm-hmm. And da, da, da. And it's like, I feel like now that I'm older and I understand, like, the music business, the radio, mm-hmm. like, I think it's 100% valid to have. Let's say you have a CD of an artist and you really love that artist. Mm -hmm. And this happens all the time. And there's like one song that becomes on like radio Mm -hmm. and everyone like loves the song. And they're like, I love XYZ artists because I love this song. And you're like, that's the worst song they have. I knew them before they were born. Right. So that happens (laughs) a lot. And I think it's valid to be like, yeah, yeah, well, good for them that they got on mainstream radio, I guess. But also like that's their worst song. But I also don't like the not I I'm just at a point where I really don't like yucking other yums. I if somebody sure. else yeah. found it and like not everybody is as sophisticated as Taika yeah. or like as we were, let's say, in yeah. the 90s. And you know what? A lot of people just listen to the radio or whatever. And then they hear something on a TV show and then that brings them to like love that song. Like I just hate this attitude and I feel like it's so. It's so common. You're so mad about this. I'm so mad about it. It's one of my pet peeves is why. And okay. so when I read it, I was like, this is... So Maya, talk more about it for me. Help me like... I mean, it just sounds like sour grapes that somebody got to it first and then he's pissed and he said something and maybe he was upset. I yeah. mean, I I don't... I think some people have a particular... Not ownership, but they feel very like... They feel like a band for them you know if you've known something from the beginning and it's very important to you and and you you do feel I, ownership isn't the it's right personal word. yeah and so when you see somebody using sort of like using it in a way that you feel like doesn't honor the whole artist mm-hmm. or the, love it in the way that you love it like it can be a little or misrepresenting it. I don't know. But I think it sounds like sour grapes. Honestly, it sounds like... Mm-hmm. I do love him, by the way. He's one of yeah, my favorite Yeah, maybe they directors. caught him on a bad day and he was just like, oh, don't even He was like, bitch, I had some plans for Kate Bush. And, and then- now I can't. And it's like, so you were going to do the same... So then this is another layer. You were going to do the same thing that But maybe he was do. like, mine was going to be a deeper dive, not the hit. Right. Right. Well, I'm not saying he's right. Yeah. By the way. I'm also like, don't yuck someone else's yum. Listen, I gave that lady at the theater a pass. She was way too enthusiastic. <laughs> Maya, I also you enjoy have, it. And you've come a long way, though, because you used to be more like this. Oh, yeah. No, totally. But you've come a long way on it. Because, yeah. like, that lady in the theater would have never stood a chance. 
<laughs> for you to come around to the other side. You would have just been like this lady. Like at one uh, point she laughed and the whole theater like <laughs> turned. And I was yeah. like, I hope they don't think that's me. She was excited. Was she like the mom of someone there? That's what it felt. I was like, mm-hmm. do you know somebody personally? Like this was leaning forward edge of your, sh- your seat. So no, I'm not going to. I, I try not to yuck someone else's yum, but sometimes if somebody, like I, here, I'll give an example of some, I was riding in the car with two people who are musicians who are mm-hmm. very snobby and I am music snob too. And a song, it was my music, my playing, my playlist. And a song came on by Phosphorescent that I happen to like and I think is good. I and just I just heard a song on the way over here and it was so good by them, but go on. Yeah. And the two of them proceeded to go, oh, God, I hate songs like this. And then they listed the reasons why they hate songs like that. Mm -hmm. And then their hate for this song playing Mm -hmm. was palpable Mm -hmm. in the car. But I couldn't, like, it was just my phone attached. So I was like, I'm on the highway. Like, I can't change this right now. Also, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. But it was, they just hated it. They yucked it so much that it ruined it for me. Yeah. That's not right. No. And the thing is, for me, like, if you're a musician and you're a, you love music, to me, don't you love, like, anybody that can get into music? And don't you, like, you don't have to, I'm not saying you're going to like every song. Yeah. And I mean, you can be like, this song drives me nuts. But, like, also, though, it shouldn't make you frustrated that it exists and or that people like it. Like, most of the song on, like, most of the songs on, like, Top 40 Radio, right? Are, yeah. Aren't, like, great masterpieces. We all know this. <laughs> right to say the least but like sometimes they're fun and sometimes like i said you have people that aren't like musically sophisticated that just listen to the radio and like i like that they can find music and enjoy it yeah the only thing that i'm really like i don't understand and it's not for me but also i don't think is good yeah is that vocal style that's the screaming like like i don't yeah. understand it maybe that's sure but that's fine for you to be like that i guess but if somebody's like i love that screaming style of vocals you would have a you would do this kind of a face everyone would know how you feel about it because you're maya <laughs> well i would be like why but like, also- what's enjoyable about listening to that you tell me <laughs> explain it to me right tell me like i'm a kindergartner i just don't get it i guess i just um wanted to bring it up because it's very triggering for me well shame it's on taiga watiti <laughs> and i know rude. you like him so like let's just give him the benefit of the doubt but i've heard this narrative is yeah. what i'm saying a lot and it bugs me and i'm just glad i gotta have you know we have a platform so we can talk about whatever the hell we want <laughs> i will send him a dm and i will be like listen Don't my friend so amy is crabby. very upset about this can you clarify doesn't make you cooler <laughs> than us taika if that's your real name. <laughs> so that's that on that. Also, I have to recommend he has a show on uh, HBO called Our Flag Means Death. And it's about it's a farce about pirates. Oh, and it's very good. And it's very funny. Love that for us. Yeah. And it has one of the guys from Flight of the Concords. That's also New Zealandish and very funny. Anyway. Okay, so now... I also love What We Do in the Shadows, which is another show of... (laughs) What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, it's about the vampires that live together. Oh, boy. Here we go with vampire talk. (laughs) We'll clear this up, Amy. Okay. I think you're right. Here's what I would say. Yes. Yes. Don't yuck someone else's yum. 
Yeah. And also, it's okay to like the hit. And if that's all that someone knows, that's okay. It's okay. And you know what? If you didn't get to use the music you wanted to in your project, don't have don't have sour grapes. That's not our fault. Yeah. And you know what? If you love Kate Bush so much, be happy for her. Why don't you marry She's- her? <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Oh my god, I love this. Okay, I'm not saying another word because that was perfect. This actually brings me right into a segue of The Worst Songs of the 90s by Rolling Stone. They have an article called The Worst Songs of the 90s? Now, this was from 2011, I'm realizing. Uh. But it doesn't matter because the <laughs> 90s are old. Okay, so... This- so I guess this is what, another thing I wanted to talk about is like this kind of segues into this. It's a very philosophical discussion. What makes something a bad song? And can... If people love it, yeah, and it goes and it gets legs, and people love it and enjoying it, and it and it, if art is all subjective, yeah, how can something be do- be I, called the worst song? I will say I do hate the song "Sweet Pea," and I never want to hear it. Oh, anymore. "Sweet Pea," <laughs> won't you dance with me? My, I, how is this song in, even in your vernacular? What do you mean? By Tommy Rowe? I mean, you go different places. They're playing that kind of doo-wop shit. Like, oh, yeah. that kind that of, like, so bubblegum bullshit from the 50s that I hate. So it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> no, it's bad. It makes me so angry. Tyler will go somewhere and he'll be like, you love this song. Just like, FYI, I would like you to know that I and Lisa Thurston, we saw Tommy Rowe perform that song live at the Back to the 50s weekend in the 80s. You guys did sing that song for many weeks, This by the way. scar right here. Oh, my God. Is from that because we were dancing to Tommy Rowe <laughs> so hard. And I used to do things because Lisa was tiny and I would do things. We had all kinds of tricks. I would flip her around. <laughs> I would do like all kinds of stuff with her. She would do anything I would tell her to do. I'd be like, I saw this on like, you know, Circus of the Stars and we're doing it. Like whatever it was. So we're flipping around, we're dancing like crazy, Maya. And yeah. you know those big tents, and then they have like a big stake that holds up the tent yes. where Tommy's performing? Yes. And you know the head of the stake is about like this? Yes. That's what this is from. Oh, my God. Hit that as hard as possible while dancing so hard. Oh, my God. The thing was just open and bloody. So that is a Tommy <laughs> Row sweet pea scar for you, Maya. <laughs> Little did you know... Little did you know. And Lisa and I were like, Tommy. We were like being really, we were kind of teasing him. You know, like. Like your big fans. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's like pointing at us and stuff like that. (laughs) It was funny, Maya. Back to the 50s weekend. Good times. How old were you? Probably. uh, Less than middle school. Okay. Yep. Used to go to the Back to the 50s weekend with her family. Oh, my God. Good times oh my God. in the 1944. <laughs> that's all Dave and his white T-shirt and jeans that he like he like walked right out of the 50s. Remember him? Yeah. What the hell? He, he yelled was at, a time he, capsule. He yelled at us once because we put did the pizza wrong. We put the pepperoni on top of he the was, cheese or underneath it. He was wound real tight. He had a lot of rage. He was on an edge that you would not want. He would be in the garage listening to <laughs> listening to Cool 108. Working on the 1944 Ford yeah. in his white t-shirt, black belt, and Levi's. Yeah. Like, with a slick hair. Yes. Like, he was literally right from the 50s. And you know what's funny? He's probably, he was probably younger than us now. Yeah. Than then. I know. He was, 
I was spent a lot of time over there and yeah. I never got there wasn't any bonding going on. <laughs> he was like all these girls and yeah. Dean, the little Shrubby. boy. No, that's the newest oh. one. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Good times. So Maya, Tommy Rowe. Okay, so worst songs of the 90s, as Rolling Stone stated back in 2011. This is so mean. Go on. Okay, number one. Number 10, sorry. Kay. One of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Four Non Bonds, What's Up? Why do they think that's a bad song? That's I a great song. freaking love this What's song. What's their reasoning? By the way, Linda Perry has produced every hit for like Pink, for uh, it's like yeah, a, I know. It's a billion She's... people. So long before Linda Perry was writing hits for Pink and Christina Aguilera, she was the dreadlocked front woman for the short-lived alt-rock band Four Non Bonds. They had a monster hit in 93 with What's Up and then broke up before even cutting a follow-up disc. Perry shared with Rolling Stone her true feelings about Four Non Blondes. I wasn't really a big fan of my band. I didn't like the record at all. Drifting was the only song I loved. I did love What's Up, but I hated the production. When I heard our record for the first time, I cried. It didn't sound like me. It made me belligerent and a real asshole. I wanted to say, we're a fucking badass cool band. We're not that fluffy, polished bullshit that you're listening to. It was really difficult. So... But why do they say that's all that they say? They don't they don't they don't give you any evidence of why this is the number 10 worst song of the 90s. By the way, everybody loves that song. That song is amazing. It's one of my thank you, Maya. It's a singer alonger. Thank you. You, If you play that in a crowd, people will start singing along. Everyone will sing it. I've had it at concerts like Tyler. Do you like that song? So take that, Rolling Stone. Whoa, Tyler Larry coming in with the facts. He says it's a cover. And I know you've brought this up before, and I'm like, that's impossible. But uh, <laughs> you, you fact check it. He's and... fact checking. Okay. Okay, number nine. Right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Well, they're white nationalists. Okay, but we didn't know that when this came out. That's true. So let's, pr- let's pretend we don't know about the white nationalist thing. Now, it's a it's a good song. It's a fun song. It's a fun song. I think, but now I would say we can't, we can't like that song. No, we can't like it now. But like at the time, <laughs> it was a They're fun Nazis, song. They're Nazis, so we can't and like it. And also like, is it really the ninth worst song of the 90s? It's not. I disagree. Okay. Thank you, Maya. Okay. Next, number eight. Now this one. Okay. <laughs> could, I'm interested. Baja men who let the dogs <laughs> That's. I'm going to agree with this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to agree with this. And what makes it a bad song? I will tell you. Go ahead. One. The fact that it's just it's I understand it's a novelty song, but then it, it, one it doesn't make any sense. Who let the dogs out? Who who who? And then <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god! My honestly, so how do you even write that song? It, did it happen to you, Maya? Thanks for asking. This didn't actually <laughs> come out until the summer of two thousand. But if Bill Clinton was president and no one had ever heard of a hanging Chad, what? We're still counting it. I as, understand the hanging Chad. Okay, as the 90s. Who yeah. Let the Dogs Out was originally recorded by Anne Slim Douglas in 1998. Two years later, it was covered by Bahamian Band. This is why I'm actually a little in because it's the Baja Men. <laughs> Bahamians are awesome people. Sure. And I'm excited now that I know that they're the Baja is for Bahamian. I did not know that. And you know what? How fun for them. 
Okay. And the song quickly became a worldwide hit. The Seattle Mariners playing it in the summer of 2000 and countless stadiums across the world have Now, why is it sports related? Like, is it because letting the dogs out means like you let loose some kind of athleticism power? Yeah. Okay. In January of 2008, presidential candidate Mitt Romney broke into a spontaneous rendition of the song at a Martin Luther King Day parade in Florida. What? It remains one of the funniest things on YouTube. (laughs) So. Yeah, I agree with the Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out. Not a good song. Not a great song, but definitely has captured the attention of many. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say okay on that one. That one's acceptable to be on the list. Yeah. Number seven. This one is so random and strange. (laughs) Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. What? How can that be one of the worst songs? I mean, it's it's kind of a pretty song. It's just a ballad and it's a pretty song and it's Celine Dion. I mean, I'm not a Celine Dion fan, but I wouldn't say it's one of the worst songs. I I need to rewrite this list for them. This is bizarre. Okay, so we agree on that one. Number six, Hanson Mbop. Okay, I'm going to agree with this one. I'm going to disagree. You like that song? I don't like it, but it's fine. I don't think it's one of the worst songs ever. The the little Hanson brothers, they play their instruments, which I think is g- cool. Okay, that is cool. And they still play it, which doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. I've always hated that song. Okay. Number five. This one I don't like. Chumba Wumba Tub Thumping. Is that I get knocked down? Yeah. But I get up again? Yeah. You're never going to keep me down? <laughs> you got it, Maya. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I don't... You know what's weird about that song? When it goes into, oh, Donny boy. What is happening? Donny boy. That's what makes it a bad song to me, is it's like, I feel like oh. I'm on an acid trip. Also, like, what's going on? The shouting, shout singing. Oh, get knocked down. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of got like a, a soccer hooligan feel vibe to it. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst song, but I definitely don't like that song. Oh, Donny voice. It doesn't make any uh, sense. They're a perpetually drunk British party band that love nothing more than, quote, pissing the night away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Chumbawamba are actually a deeply political group that have been preaching anarchy for 30 years. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So. I didn't get that from that song. Me neither. Okay, number four. Wait, can I say though? Yeah, go ahead. Positive mes- message. I get knocked down. Exactly. I get up again. I don't think it's the worst song. It's definitely a weird song. <laughs> I think it's a weirdness that I don't like. Okay. Okay, number four. Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby. Totally not okay to be on this list. No, not at all. That's a great song. It's a great song by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, so that he lied about living in the ghetto. That doesn't change the song. No, the song. The song great. slaps. It does slap. It's amazing. Okay. Thank you, Maya. Number three, Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. <sighs> Is this the worst song? Oh, a bad song. I don't. I think it's corny. It's corny, but it's not a bad song, actually. People liked it. People liked it. It had a line dance to go along I with it. I guess we had to define like what a bad song Thank is. Thank you. That's my whole point of the whole thing, Maya. You are just like reading my mind here. And that's where I'm like, if art is subjective and if music is art, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. How can we, how are we defining a bad song? Are we defining it as like musically bad? Because Achy Breaky Heart isn't like music. Probably if you analyzed it in like the technical of what a song is, it's a good song. 
It has the little chorus. It has like all the little country basic. There's like a dance that goes along. Exactly. I I guess yeah. I guess if corny is bad, is corny bad? I'll have to think on. I need to define what bad is because I would think like exactly. I think when I think of a bad song, I think like musically bad, lyrically bad. Right. This is lyrically corny. But I would I'm, say like most of the songs that reach us. If we're just listening to the radio, for example, aren't bad songs. I'll have to I'll collect a list of bad songs okay, maybe great. for next week. Um, number two, Los del Rio Macarena. Is that a bad song? These I mean, are all these are all like corny. Corny, like simple novelty songs. Novelty songs. So is that bad? I think it's just corny and novelty Same songs. Girl. There's a reason they're novelty songs. People like them. Right. Number one. Aqua Barbie Girl. I kind of like that song. I like that song too. So I think we've come to And if you think it's not going to be in that new Barbie movie. Oh God, that new Barbie movie. I can't wait. With Ryan Gosling as Ken. So good. Who I wouldn't have picked. I would have picked somebody a little. I would have picked somebody like a young Brad Pitt. I would have picked someone more Mm. traditionally. I don't think Ryan Gosling. I get why people think he's hot, but I don't think of him as like. He doesn't have Ken <coughs> Ken features. Who would you have picked, Maya? Maybe uh, one of the... Pratt's? No. Um, oh, Pratt would have been good, but he has weird, not right face. Um, oh, wait. No, not him, but one of the... Oh, I know. One Chris. of the Helmsworths. That's what yeah, I Yeah, I was going to say one of the Helmsworths. He is a Ken and a half. But they both could be. They both could be. Yeah. Well, the other, the one that plays Thor is maybe a little too meaty. He can lose some weight for the movie. They yeah. always do it. Yeah. No, he's very Ken. He'd be perfect. And then also he has a Margot plastic... Robbie as Barbie. Yes. Perfect. She is my goddess, my yeah. queen. Hemsworth has like a plasticity to him. Totally. And, a, and, and maybe Ryan Gosling just seems like you look at his face and you're like, he has deep thoughts. Well, especially of the styling of him in this. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Which I can't wait for the movie because, like, I'm interested to know what, like, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, like, I can't wait to see where they take it. And are we going to like this? I don't know, but Who I. Who is this for? Is it for adults? I think it's for us. Okay. I think it's for me with the neon. Yeah. I saw some picture of neon and rollerblades. I was in. Yeah. I can't wait to see what it is. I was never a Barbie fan, but I like the idea of, like. I was a huge Barbie fan. If I could have been one thing, it would have been Barbie growing up <laughs> says a lot about me okay Maya I have an animal report that was those were my big topics I thought they kind of went well together and I, I like just it. wanted to have that nice deep dive for us now we're gonna have a little bit of an animal report <laughs> Maya do you know yeah have you heard of this cutie little bipedal dog does that mean he only has two legs does he walk like a person Maya he walks like a person I I mean good for him but also that kind of creeps me out sometimes when I see that Maya it's kind of creepy but also kind of adorable I can't decide and now I don't have it pulled up so I'm the failure of this (laughs) can I tell you what I love that seals um and sea lions and stuff they're called pinnipeds okay and I love that word pinniped yeah I just what does that mean um, it means they have flippers instead of legs. Oh. Pinnipeds. Okay. But they're on land. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I can't find him right now, but Maya, he's a little Springer Spaniel. He's got one sort of like front paw that's kind of like gimpy. His other I paws. I think you can use that word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. He has one non very functioning front paw. Okay. The other front paw, I believe, is gone? Question mark? Uh, okay. The back legs, though, work like great. So now Maya. He walks around on two legs. He walks around on two legs. He goes in parades, Maya. Everyone cheers for him. His owner noticed it because she went inside. He was at the bottom of the steps. And this is after his accident. They were con- contemplating getting this little buddy a wheelchair, Maya. Because mm. they're like, he's going to need a wheelchair, right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to need something. Yeah. She goes inside to get herself a nice glass of water. She comes back out, Maya. He's up on the top. She's like, how? How yeah. did you do this? Yeah. Then she realized he's a bipedal bipedal machine Maya. <laughs> it's a, a little strange to see i just think it's unnerving to see something that's not meant to walk on two legs walk on two legs and then it's you, very unnerving i don't know why it is to me so this is denied Maya. it's an animal report that's turning into an approved denied i'm good for him that i'm not going to deny him mobility <laughs> <laughs> okay good but it, i'm not i'm it's still gonna freak so me out so it's denied bit. for like you seeing it and feeling good about it. Yep. It's a proof for him being mobile. <laughs> yes. Love it. I don't think there's anything else we could say today. What did we learn this week? We learned that don't be a freaking music snob. <laughs> don't think- yuck people's yums. It's not nice. This one's hard for me, but yes. It's hard for you, Maya. I know. But it's also important. And also, like, this goes along with, like, if someone's eating something at work. Yeah. And it's not something you would like to eat. What about microwaved fish? You know what? Don't say, ugh, gross, <laughs> ever about someone else's food. Yeah. It's one of the rudest things you can do. Yeah, I know. Period, end of story. That's what we learned. Don't yeah. yuck people's yums. It's not nice. Yeah. It's not a good look. It doesn't make you cooler. No. It just makes you an asshole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> High five. <laughs>